The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, Pharrell on the bench. So uh, the Lakers are up in this game over the Warriors, but they can't really shake them. Uh, I've noticed that much is true. It's 46-41 Lakers, uh, six and a half left in the second. And so far, Curry with eight, Iggy with eight. I can't even believe that, that he's dealing. I thought he was shot for sure. LeBron has 16, Davis 14, nobody else has done. Jack Mello's got five in his 11 minutes of burn. And they're at Staples playing. You know, last year, Curry averaged 32. He was unbelievable, led the league. And he's just so dangerous, it's not even funny. You got to admit, uh, Carver High, watching him is is worth the price of admission. I mean... Every night, the guy just never ceases to amaze me. The buckets he pours in, whether it's outside or inside, he gets to the 10 for a little guy. I mean, like nobody's business. When he is completely healthy, he puts on a show, that's for sure. I mean, inside, outside, the shimmy, you know, the whole deal. Uh, He puts on a show. That's why it's always good when he's at 100%. It helps the league, helps the Warriors. And it makes them extremely relevant, no matter what else is going on with that team. They're always in the mix as long as Curry's healthy. So when you look at the Lakers and this team out there with, like, LeBron, AD, Rondo, Dwight Howard on the floor right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously uh, Monk's out there as well. But, like, do you think they look uh, super old to you? Like, you see... Brody over on the sideline when he's not in the game. He's got giant ice packs on his knees. It's it's game one, and the guy looks like he's just had surgery and had his both of his legs amputated. He's sitting over there with ice packs on, like the gigantic ice packs, and he's coming back in the game. I think that's normal business for him with the knees, but when you watch this team, do they just look old to you? I mean, yeah, and that's going to be – the knock on them or or the thing that everybody's going to talk about all year. I mean, it's only night number one. And, you're and you know, we're, we're saying that they look old. You know, I mean, they got 81 games to go. I mean, I think that that's going to be something that it's just going to be a theme with the Lakers all year. And every time any guy on the team gets even dinged up a little bit, it's going to go, well, well, told you, Lakers are old. Lakers are old. See, this guy's out. This guy's out. Lakers are old. Yeah, they're up three right now, and they look sloppy. 
I mean, they're all over the place in this game, to be honest. Uh, I've seen nothing impressive about uh, really anything they're doing. I, I really don't. I just I see a bunch of crappy possessions and crappy shots. I mean, they've had some steals, and Rondo just had another one, but Rondo pulling up from three and shooting an air ball is what I'm seeing. He missed the basket by four feet. I mean, this guy pulls up on the wing and shoots an air ball and misses everything by four feet. I mean, that's a problem. So, and it's still the Green and Curry show in San Francisco. That's for sure. We welcome our radio affiliates to the bench. We're waxing the mahogany on a Tuesday night. And we're watching opening night, Warriors, the Dubs at the Lakers at Staples, sold out in Lipstick City. What a night in Los Angeles to have. There's Curry backdoor, misses the layup. I've seen it all. I have seen it all, and his finger got caught inside the rim. No bucket at all. I can't believe he just missed that backdoor cut layup all by himself. He looked like me missing a layup (laughs) last week in the Ballers game all alone by myself. What do we got, Ballers, uh, tomorrow night? Wednesdays now is Baller night? Wednesday night is Baller night. We got a game tomorrow night. I have – I – I've never heard of this team we're playing. There's new teams in the league. The league is full. There's eight teams. And so there's no a lot spread, of players. No there's a lot of tomorrow. new players. No spread. We're what? No spread for tomorrow, then. New new team. We don't know who it is. Yeah, there's got to be a spread. <laughs> there's got to be a spread. I mean, a lot of people think that, uh, you know, what we win by 22? Most people uh, are saying things like, you know, they'll win every game by 20. So uh, I would mm. think that, you know, this thing would be at least probably 14 or 15 tomorrow. We're playing some team called Splash. Funny, there was a team previously in one of the years I played uh, called Splash, and they won the championship. But this is not that team. This is another team that, you know, of all the names they came up with, they used some old team that won the title's name, which is basically uncool where I come from. You can't, like, borrow someone's team name and then, like, you know, a t- especially a team that won a championship. You it's can't probably like, like use a, their name. Just like a generic name that the league gives out to teams that don't have names. Like, we're just going to call you Splash. That's it. <laughs> we're going to call you Splash. They didn't come up with it themselves. The league just gave them that name. Well, one team, uh, there's a guy that plays with us. His name's Asa, and uh, I call him Ace of Spades. And uh, they named the team Asa. And I was like, what's happening here? And, like, some people don't like uh, the Pharrell Ballers, but that's because we've been in 17 title games. Should be 18 because the game got canceled because of COVID. But I'd say we should be favored by 14 tomorrow. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Jose Altuve going deep over the wall. The monster to tie it up in the eighth inning with a no-out home run to make it two apiece. How about that shot, Carver High? A big blast from the little guy hitting the sign right above the monster out there and left. And now Brantley gets a hit, too. So tie game now in the eighth, and Houston has a man on with nobody out. So kind of like, you know, this is very similar, Scotty, to this afternoon. You know, the Braves were a couple of outs away from taking a commanding 3-0 lead. Red Sox here tonight, a couple of outs away from taking a commanding 3-1 series lead. And now the Astros are back in the mix. Let's see if they can do what the Dodgers did and make this a series. Yeah, I mean, they seem like they got them right where they want them now. All of a sudden, if they get another run... Uh, they'll probably win the game. I mean, this is their chance. One on, nobody out. And Whitlock is pitching, who no one's ever heard of before, against Bregman, who's one for three in the game. So the Astros have shown light, but now a double play ball. That's money. Ooh. Right to short. They get two, and that'll help Boston's cause. Were you surprised today? Uh, to learn of the, uh, you know, we were going to go to that Canelo plant fight in Vegas. Uh, at least we thought we were going, right? And then now that's not happening either. They're they're fighting still. They're, you know, November 6th, they're going to have that fight in Vegas that's still going down, but we're not going to go, which uh, I found interesting to say the least. Were you surprised that, they decided not to have uh, the national media there for that fight. I guess just uh, there, you know, it's it's weird to me. I don't know about you, but I've noticed since the COVID year, they've just never done boxing again. They just don't do it. They just don't have the boxing promotion uh, the way they used to, where everyone would go and we would do the fights for 30 years. I've been doing it. And you have to admit, they just don't do it anymore. No, it seems like they're, you know, kind of still on somewhat of a pause to where uh, maybe after the new year, maybe next year they'll start ramping it back up a little bit more, but they just haven't done it yet since uh, the pandemic hit. Well, I think it's stupid because I just don't think, frankly, that anybody cares about these fights. And it's because uh, they're not promoting them. They just, you know... You have to admit, like the Fury Wilder fight, all that you saw for promotion of that fight was, you know, commercials on ESPN for five days. That was it. There was nothing else. And 
uh, now this fight, no one cares about this fight. No one's talking about this fight. It's in three weeks. Uh, and then what about, uh, you know, Crawford and Porter? Did you even remember that they were fighting? I mean, honestly, uh. <laughs> uh, no one, no one talks about boxing ever anywhere. Tell me where, nope. when, how? No, no, nobody. Uh, they, the sport is not promoted probably the way that it should. Uh, and it shows. <laughs> well, it was promoted when we were going to the fights and doing our show from Vegas and promoting the hell out of pay-per-views and getting people interested in the fights. But when they don't do that, uh, you can't deny that it hurts the sport. It's just as simple as that, whether they like it or not. I'm not going to not talk about it. I don't care if I go, whether I go or not. I've gone to five million fights, but I just think that it's bad for boxing that they're not promoting their big fights. Like you have to admit there's absolutely no one talking besides me this very minute about Canelo and plant. I mean, I obviously I know they're fighting cause I like boxing, but name one thing you've seen about that fight besides nothing. Zero. Zero. Well, tell me how that's good for the sport. I mean, it's not, but I mean, this is, it's been tough. I mean, even when they were having people promoting the fight, it's some of these fights aren't, don't get the kind of publicity that they probably should. Now they get even less earlier. I told you earlier, there's like a liquor uh, involvement in it, a liquor sponsor involvement in it. You know what they should do? They should have everybody start drinking that liquor because they're going to need it. (laughs) They're going to need it the way they're promoting that fight. It's a failure. I mean, if no one's talking about it and no one's promoting it, who the F is going to buy it? Besides no one, it's Saturday night. It's against college football. And everybody knows that, you know, for the most part, what do people do on Saturday night? They either lay on the couch and watch college football or they go out with their wife or girlfriend to some dinner at a restaurant or, or a party or something of the of the like. And then Sunday, it's more of the same. Watch NFL football all day and eat junk food. But how many people do you know that are like, you know what I'm going to do tonight? I'm going to spend $100 on a pay-per-view boxing event. Tell me anyone that does that. Nobody. Right? And then uh, the UFC crams, uh, you know, 6,000 pay-per-views a year onto Saturday nights. Who do you know that is paying for all those? Besides the people that, you know, will do anything, they'll sell their firstborn to steal it. Everyone I know wants to steal the fight. Do you know anyone who wants to pay for it? No. There you go. So you can have all the pay-per-views you want. That's the difference is that they all think that everybody's going to pay for their pay-per-views. And they brag when a million people buy the pay-per-view which is fair enough. It's a lot of money and a million people buying it. It's a lot of money. But in reality, when there's 350 million people and there's 1 million people that buy the fight, that's a colossal failure. Am I wrong? You would think so. I mean, they can't possibly expect to in today's day and age with how little people care about the sport to begin with, that they're going to get big numbers. I mean, are you kidding me? And uh, which one do you think does better? 
I think, you know, the bottom line is is the UFC does better oh, than the yeah. boxing now. Oh, absolutely. It's not even close. Not even close. And then how about, like, Bellator? They put it on Showtime so you can actually watch it. I think more people are getting into that because they don't have to pay for it. Definitely helps that having it on Showtime and not having it on pay-per-view, especially your bigger fights. I mean, how many of those fights do you buy, like, as a pay-per-view? If there's a UFC event on a Saturday and there's an Islander game, I already know your answer. You're watching the Islanders. It takes a lot for me to to be involved. You need to have a lot of juice in the fight, which is very rare nowadays. I mean, you only want to watch the biggest, most gigantic fight ever. If it was Poirier and McGregor, that's the fight you'll watch. One fight, like the main event, that's it. You'll do anything to watch that one fight. But the rest of them on the card, you could give a rat's ass about. There's no shot I'm watching any of the other fights. There's no No shot. shot. And then so you're looking for a way like the mob bar or whatever to have those fights on because you're not paying a hundo to see one fight. I won't pay that for any fight. (laughs) There you go. So looks like we won't be at the lobby bar for (laughs) the Canelo plant fight. Looks like we won't be rolling to the lobby bar or hitting the In-N-Out burger. Looks like we won't be going to Sin City after all. Looks like our best shot at Vegas will be the Super Bowl bash down at Circa. Man, what a scene at that place. Whew. I, uh, that that stadium swim they got going there is just outrageous, dude. I mean, that is a divorce waiting to happen. Certainly is. I mean, what a scene of leg they got going there. It's Pharrell on the bench. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You know, uh, Carver High had uh, we had the uh, hurricane, right? And uh, and then uh, remember, like I, I think you remember we had shows where we were talking about we had like hailstorms and stuff. And right. um, I had like massive damage to my roof from giant chunks of you know. Uh, you've seen my 
I live in the woods, right? So I have these right. enormous trees. And a lot of them came crashing down on my roof. And uh, like, you know, giant limbs and big chunks of trees just came flying through the air and smashed my roof. And believe it or not, um, it cut holes in my roof. Uh, giant holes. I had like three of them, right? And then then there was like this hailstorm, and it caused massive damage as well. So the next thing you know, they came out and they, um, you know, saw this damage that uh, whatever the hurricane and and these hailstorms caused. And luckily, I was able to um, get a new roof. Here's a drive, but it's not far enough to the track. Two, two still after eight. But uh, so I got the roof done and. Uh, and I told you now I'm doing uh, the Ferella driveway uh, uh, project this week, Thursday and Friday. It looks like that's all evolving where we're um, my my driveway's fried. So we're fixing that. And I'm having uh, I'm having it widened and lengthened so that I can uh, create a better, frankly, uh, basketball atmosphere in the driveway. Because now what happens is you've been over. I have the short driveway where at the end right. where, where they shoot. If the ball, if you miss and it goes off the rim, it bounces into my neighbor's yard over his fence. And then trying to get the ball out of the guy's yard, you have to use a shovel. And even then it doesn't just come out. You know, you don't just scoop it up and bring it back over. You have to like jimmy it up the wall to get the ball to uh, come over the fence. And meanwhile, you know, he's not out there like, helping get the ball this guy he's not there right so when the ball goes in his yard it's up to us to get it out there's only one way to get it out with the shovel because he can't go into his backyard um it's closed off so it's just a nightmare so i'm moving the basketball court over i'm actually moving it 30 feet away from his fence so that it's kind of more in, in uh, the back yard and in the middle of this giant big new driveway. So hopefully now we'll have uh, arcing 30 uh, foot threes from, from both sides, as opposed to just, we only had one side you could shoot a three from the right wing. And then if you miss, it goes right into the guy's yard. It's a nightmare. So now I'm moving away from this guy's yard and into uh, more of the middle. And by doing so, um, the driveway is better for everything, parking the cars and for playing basketball. So a huge project going on at the Ferrella Palatial this week. And I've already completed the other ones, got the roof done, putting in new drainage systems and gutters uh, on Sunday. But by Friday or Saturday, the driveway will be done. It's all coming together nicely, Carver High. Massive fall foliage projects at the Ferrella Palatial. Yeah, that's good. You've got a lot of get a lot of things going on there. I'm hoping that I'm going to get a couple uh, going next year in the spring. Uh, got got to do a lot of work on the house. A lot of work. You're gonna you're gonna ride out this winter though, as is. Uh yeah, definitely. Too much going on. So hopefully, in what because I got I got large a uh, lot of projects to be done. I need one person to do them all. And you're doing, uh, right now, you're still in uh, Willie mode, brand new baby. Yeah. He needs to sleep a little bit more. He becoming a rebel? 
Uh, he's like a ninja now. Like he, like you know, he's just like trying to climb everything. He doesn't sleep. It's uh, it's a tough scene over here. <laughs> he doesn't sleep. So what does he no. eat now? And instead of eating and just going right to sleep, he just eats and then wants more food and then gets angry that he's not getting more food. Yeah, he just wants he just wants to stand and rumble and he just wants to you know you pull you lay him down. He's not having it. He don't want nothing to do with sleeping. How old is he now? Uh, eight months. So he's how long till he starts? Uh, when do they start walking? At around a year. Yeah, it, it it ranges ten months, eleven months. Olivia started eleven months. I mean, this could probably be a little bit earlier. He's already standing and holding. You know, he'll stand on his own if he's holding something. So he's he's getting close. Does he get rowdy when, uh, so she's around getting rowdy, that just spurs him on? Yeah, it doesn't help when she's around, because that just makes the situation completely worse, because he just, you know, he won't, he won't, definitely won't rest or nap if she's around. There's there's no shot. What does he think of her? Like, is he, uh, is he just all enamored with her, and what does she think of him? Does she, uh, does she like him being around, or does she find him to be... Uh, she's cool with him, or does she find him to be uh, in her space? I mean, she's mostly cool with him. There's times where she takes it a little too far, and uh, she could be a bit a bit of a pain with it. Like she she just she'll get in his face, or she'll push him, or she'll you know she just gets. Uh, but I guess that'll oh. probably toughen him up. Correa shot to the wall here. Correa. A leadoff double in the ninth. Correa. Now, the why the, why the do they got Evaldi in the game? Like, what 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 are these guys doing with the? I, I get. I don't get it sometimes. So, t- oh hello, whoa, tell me about whoa, the uh, Cape whoa. Cod. About the Cape Cod Open. You didn't tell me how that went. Uh good weekend. Uh very good weekend. Had to come home early on Saturday. Didn't Why? make it to Sunday morning. Uh, Olivia was sick at the house. So Nicole ended up having to work. It was a uh, on Sunday morning. Just became a complete disaster, and I had to leave after the presentation on Saturday night. So there was no. Only got in one really good day of drinking. There really was no drinking on Saturday because I knew I had to drive home. So played great. So Olivia, she got sick, and you had to come home and watch her or something. Well, yeah, because Nicole was supposed to work Saturday morning. While I was gone, and the parent and her parents were gonna watch him, and then she had to take him for COVID tests, get to the doctor, that whole deal. So she didn't go to work. She has no days off because she was just off for you know six months. And uh, so they said, "You listen, you got to work tomorrow then, unless she's got a positive test. Then you obviously have to stay home with her." The kid was negative, thankfully, but then she's got to work, so I got to come home. That's it. Is you drove home Saturday, got home, and then back to normal. Yeah, total, total grind on Sunday. Total grind. So, how did you hit him? I hit him good, actually. I played really well. I played really well both Friday and Saturday, so I was happy. Friday, I got I got real torn up. I mean, that was like a solid 15, 16 hours of drinking. I mean, the whole, the whole route. I mean, the golf, sit-down dinner. Out with uh, you know cousin Sean till three in the morning. I mean that was a full run on on Friday. Full run, <laughs> the full meal deal. Yeah, yeah. 
So uh, tomorrow night, the or Thursday, the Broncos play the Browns. I heard you today say that you think the uh, I think the, the Broncos Browns will suck. still win the game with all their problems. Yeah. Their whole teams in a, a mass unit at the hospital. The Broncos are so bad they'll still lose to the Browns on on Thursday night. They're just not a good team. They're just not good. And the Browns will find a way to win some ugly, like you know. 14-10 game. They'll win some ugly game against the Broncos on Thursday night. The Broncos are getting uh, four in that game. Do you think? That's yeah, the, the line the line's a little tough, only because I feel like it's a, I feel like it's probably like a field goal type of game. Four is a little tough for me. God, you would think that they would. No now that what, now that's a, a, now that's amazing that that line is gone. That opened at three. And it's gone to four, even with all these guys out for Cleveland. That the line's still moving towards the Browns. It tells you something. It, it just does. So you think, uh, you know. It's still three on uh, at a couple places. It's three and a half now, actually. It's gone from four to three and a half. You would think they'd be able to cover three and a half against the Broncos, even with all their problems that. Baker Mayfield with one arm, the arm that he throws with, he should be good enough to drop back and throw sling passes the whole game to whoever. But well, they've look, had injuries. Uh, Odell's uh, uh, already banged up. Landry's banged up. Uh, they've been basically throwing to Peoples Jones. I've seen good passing offenses uh, like the Broncos up the last couple. I mean, I saw Carr rip them up on Sunday. Lamar Jackson had a big game against them the week before that. I, I, I just don't think that I don't think Denver's any good. Don't think they're that good. So if the Browns can just piece a little something together here on Thursday night, I'm backing them. I'm on the Browns. You've heard about their big defense with Von Miller and company. I've been yeah, hearing about that's, it all year. That's, 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 all that's they, old news. That's, old that's news. just bunk. Old news. Uh, they, they, then they beat three, you know, three tomato cans the first three games of the year. Honestly, I mean, the Giants, the Jaguars, the Jets, get serious. There are actual Sharps. Talking about the Broncos winning this game outright. Well, good for them. Good for them. Carver High's not having it. He doesn't care about sharps. He wants to beat their ass. It's Pharrell on a bench. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
Uh, what I've seen, Yavaldi uh, pitching uh, two and two count, two outs, runners on first and second facing Castro, throws the curveball on the outside part of the plate. That was that was right over the plate. I mean, that was literally right over the plate. Did you see that? I am about to see it right now. I have the one-two pitch coming. Watch that one-two pitch right over the plate. I mean, right over the plate. I mean, not even on the outside of the plate, right over the meat of the plate. Uh, it's close. It's a little Listen, high. They, I think it's a little you know, high. When they, show, when they show the replay, you're going to see it went right over the meat of the plate. But a little high. I think it was more high than anything else. I think it was right, just so, on the corner, uh, but high. This is why they brought Yavaldi in because they're in big trouble yes. here. They they get this hit, the game's over. This it's is his two. throw day, and there's the hit. There's the there hit. There's the game winning hit. Well, Correa yeah. is safe. Three two Astros. There you go, Castro with the winning hit. Can you believe that? I'm telling you, that was a strike, and that was the inning. And then, and he's livid. Yavaldi's livid about the call. I can't believe they're not talking about that being a strike. I mean, it was literally right over the plate. The curveball. And now, that's the pitch that now they're showing it over and over. He's livid. He's screaming at Cora. He's mad at the ump. You can't, that is not, that's, there's the hit that, that was the Castro hit. But the first thing they did was show that curveball on the outside of the uh, plate. But it was dead over the meat of the plate. It wasn't even outside. It was right over the plate. I thought it was a strike. Game over. Inning over. And I, I just thought it was a bad miss by the ump. And then the very next pitch, the guy gets a single. You knew that was inevitable. And now Altuve's up again. And it, there's runners on the corners. He'll probably blow the game open right here. So his home run tied it in the eighth. And he's two for 16 in the series with two home runs and four RBIs. But that home run was big tonight to tie this game. And now they're about to steal this game unless the Red Sox can get something going in the bottom of the ninth because all this is happening in the top of the ninth. And uh, that's a huge hit for Castro. And off Yavaldi, who's, you know, along with Sale, their best pitcher, right? At least yeah. I think Yavaldi's been way bigger for them than Sale. Sale came in late uh, in the season in September. And then uh, Yavaldi's been, you know, since the beginning, belly to belly, been their best pitcher. But he got yeah. uh, lit there by Castro with the rope to right. This is Yavaldi's throw day, which is why he's in there. He's going to start a uh, potential game six on on Friday. Yeah, so. One, two, three, four, five. So game six in, uh, you mean in Houston. Houston? Yes, on Friday. There you go. So tomorrow night, we actually have uh, a good football game. What do you think of that Coastal uh, ranked 14th, 6-0, playing in Appalachian in Burn, North Carolina? What do you think their chances are? of uh, winning at App State, laying five. That's a tough bet. It's a tough bet, uh, but I like Coastal here. I think they're a much better team than App State, even on the road. 
Um, I'm willing to lay the five. And listen, you don't you don't get short number with Coastal like this very often, uh, as we know. Usually you're laying a ton of points with Coastal Carolina. Going on the streets, I'm all right with it. Little worried with with Appalachian State. They got whacked against the Raging Cajuns last week, if you remember that 41-13 game. Yeah, uh, they got absolutely worked. So uh, listen, they're going to be up for this game. Coastal beat them last year. I'm in on Coastal. I, I think anything under a touchdown, I'm willing to play with Coastal. It opened at three and a half. I sure like three and a half better than five. I'll tell you that yeah. much. This team is something else. Their offense, they score. I mean, they put up points. They are no joke. Look at. I their, don't think App State. Uh, I don't think App State will be able to hang with them in that aspect. I, I think that Coastal's going to score enough to where they're not going to be able to keep up. They've scored over fifty points in their last three games, and they've scored over fifty points four times, forty-nine points another time, and their worst game. Was twenty eight twenty five at Buffalo. Other than that, they blown everybody out. And you know, obviously, they're trying to run the tables. They got Troy at home, Georgia Southern on the road, Georgia State at home, Texas State at home, and they finished at South Alabama on uh, the day after Thanksgiving. And I'll tell you what, that'll be a tough game. South Alabama's not bad. They're not bad, but this is, I believe, the toughest game left on their schedule is this road trip to App State tomorrow night. Toughest game remaining. Uh, Appalachian State has beaten them six out of seven times that they've played them. And, uh, I mean, you talk about owning them. Appalachian and Coastal have combined to win uh, the last five Sun Belt Conference Championships. Coastal beat them for the first time last year, 34-23 at home. They've won seven straight on the road, but has never won at Kid Brewer Stadium. They're 0-5 there. Mm. Yeah, but those were different coastal teams. This coastal team take care of business. App State's 79% win percentage since 2015 is sixth best in the nation. Thursday night, there's even more college football. Uh, with Tulane at SMU, the uh, Stangs are ranked 21st. They're laying 13 and a hook. And uh, FAU and Charlotte are playing in Charlotte. Florida Atlantic, the Owls are laying seven. Louisiana and Arkansas State at Ark State. Louis, uh, Louisiana's laying 18. You saw what they did to App State. And then San Jose State is at Vegas at the Allegiant, taking on UNLV, and San Jose State's laying five. That was one of my favorite bets last week was um, San Diego State winning at San Jose State. But San Jose State, the Spartans covering the nine and a hook, and they did that. They lost by six. I hit both ends of that game. You know, Saturday night, San Diego State plays at Air Force. And, you know, they only have one loss and they're playing in Colorado Springs and the Aztecs are undefeated six and oh, I think Air Force is six and one, something yep. like that. How good is that game? That might, you know, there's a lot of good games in college football ranked games. I think that might very well be the best one. 
Yeah, and you get one of those situations kind of like with the UCLA-Oregon game where you have the unranked team being favored over the ranked team. Uh, Air Force right now, uh, you know, three, three and a half, depending on where you're doing your shopping, favored over San Diego State on Saturday night, uh, just like UCLA is right now, two and a half point favored over Oregon. There you go. The bent, uh, the bases clearing double by Brantley. It's six to two now, and it's time to head for the exits. We got a series, baby. Come up big tonight. Two two. At least the over hit. (laughs) Did it? Yeah. What? Not yet. Well, I added it seven. Yeah, it was ten before the game. Oh, was Six, it? Seven, what, what am I thinking? The other one was seven. Yeah, the other game was seven and a half. Oh, so this thing's not there yet. No, they they need a couple more to get the over. Ten was the number. It's your boy Dusty celebrating. Dusty excited. Now you got a now you got a series right now after this win. Now you're two apiece, and it's a best of three. Right? It doesn't get any better than this. So, do you think San Jose State can go to UNLV and the winless Rebels and and handle their business and handle five? Or do you think UNLV gives them a game? I bet UNLV gives them a game. I feel like this number is too short. Like, if UNLV is so bad, winless, 0-6, like, shouldn't this number be, like, 7 or 10? Like, shouldn't San Jose State be favored by more here? The number really... I doubt it because they're 3 The number is very... The number's very fishy to me, uh, and I think I like UNLV because of that. I think I'm going to take UNLV here. How about another run? Brantley scores on a single to left. They just keep scoring. It's time to turn the Lakers game back on. (laughs) (laughs) I went right back to the Lakers game. So Friday night, there's even more college football. As Middle Tennessee goes to UConn. How about UConn? They finally won a football game last week. I think they beat Yale. Yeah. I was uh I was saying to Lisi today on uh on our show, how many people do you think can be at that UConn Middle Tennessee game in Hartford on Friday night at six o'clock? Five, six? I mean, they're gonna really pack them in at that UConn game. I mean, geez. UConn and the Blue Raiders, Friday night at six o'clock in Hartford. I mean, tickets available. Well, look at uh, the bright side. Uh, UConn basketball is about to start. Yeah. I'll tell you, Colorado State, Colorado State, Utah State, good game. That's a good game on Friday night. That is. Colorado State's laying three and a half in Logan. Do you think Utah State can finally uh, win a big game? They're four and two. I'm on the Aggies. They let you down every other time. I'm on the Aggies. I don't trust uh, Colorado State and Adazio on the road. I'm going to take Utah State. Memphis and UCF in uh, Florida, down in Orlando. UCF laying one and a half. Yeah, I've made it a point not to go back to Memphis ever since they lost that game at Temple. I'm not going anywhere near them. Uh, I was on them that day, and they lost outright to Temple. I don't they want were any part of them. laying 11 that day, and they got yeah. whacked. Yeah, I don't want any part of them. Here's your boy Iggy from the corner, Brick. So uh, Washington Jeez. at Arizona in Tucson. Washington laying 18. I think when it opened this is, up, it was 15. 
This is a miserable game. And let me tell you, here's the problem for Arizona. We know they suck. They're like one of the worst teams in college football. And then I saw the coach yesterday. Uh, they got a, like their third string quarterback got hurt. Like they basically have to like hold tryouts and get somebody off the street to play quarterback for them on Friday night against Washington. Like it's a real bad scene in Tucson right now. Real bad. <laughs> the weather's nice at least. Yes, they have nice weather. So you haven't told me what you think of, uh, at the very least, the Irish at home on Saturday against USC. Uh, you know, Hart says that they that they rack them, that they destroy them, uh, but it's never that easy with Notre Dame. It's never that easy with this team. I think they'll beat them though. They'll win the football game. So, so their problem is quarterback, right? I mean, and not well, so many like, words. Look, they like, got why average quarterbacks. Season's over. Like in terms, and when I say season's over, I mean, look, they're not going to the playoff. So, even if you're going to lose a couple games doing it, let Buckner take every snap. He's a freshman. That way, next year he's got so much experience and he's ready to go. Why are we screwing around with Cone? Who cares? Cone's awful. I agree with you. Start Buckner. Let's see what he's made of the rest of the way. The Lakers by eight right now on the Warriors late in the third. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen Gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Well, the bleeding finally stopped with the Astros. Nine runs. Nine to two, they lead the Red Sox. They'll win this game, and even the series of two, it'll be a three-game series now. They looked like they had somebody sleep with their wife, the Red Sox, after dominating the last two games with all their grand slams. They got punched right in the mouth tonight. That was a 2-1 game in the eighth inning with a total of 10, and it went over the rainbow at 11. That is crazy. We know the Dodgers already won. And right now, late in that game at Staples, 84-76, the Lakers lead the Warriors with a minute 24 left in the third, or roughly, uh, that's your score, 84-76. I wanted to go through really quick uh, before we get out of here. The Stars beat the Penguins in a shootout. Uh, Radulov had the winner in that shootout on the last chance over uh, Jari. Sabres 5-2 over the Canucks. Did I hear something tonight? They finally got rid of Eichel. 
Uh, not if no, they have not yet, but they are three and zero. Sharks beat the Canadians five zip. The Canadians have yet to win a game. Is that about right? That's true. What a Panthers shame. beat the Lightning's ass in Tampa four to one. Devils four two over the Kraken. They can't lose enough. The, the Capitals blew out the Avalanche six three, but the Abs are winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, don't worry about it. Everything's just fine with that great goaltender that they got from the Coyotes, Darcy Kemper. They'll be just fine. Red Wings 4-1 over the Jackets. Islanders 4-1 over the Blackhawks. That was my top play. Hit the Predators 2-1 over the Kings. Hit the Wild in overtime 6-5 over the Jets. And hit the Oilers 6-5 over the Ducks. Strong finish tonight in hockey with all those winners we doled out. I'll see you tomorrow at 4 on Coast to Coast in the afternoon on Sports Grid TV. Good night, everybody. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.